Previously on AMC's The Walking Dead. Sanctuary for all. Community for all. Welcome to PPN's The Pulping Dead. I'm Mike. I'm MD. Good to be back, MD. My God, it's 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 been a while. Yeah, we've literally not even talked to each other at all since the last it's, time it's we like, recorded this. It's like the last time there was like a season finale and the cliffhanger was like you you went to answer the door and like there was there was some screaming and and I was trying to figure out who who killed you and there was this whole plot about where Beth went and like I bashed my face into a mirror and yelled how's Annie over and over again and yeah and they, here we are 20 years later and uh yeah back. yeah and we're back for a nine episode miniseries directed by David Lynch yeah so yeah get ready for some weird stuff oh yeah anyway anyway <laughs> Uh, we're here talking about No Sanctuary, the season five premiere of The Walking Dead. The episode itself, um, a lot happened. Yeah, a lot happened. Um, kind of mixed, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Um, I didn't feel like certain scenes played that well. Well, go on. Give me your thoughts on the episode. Well, Well, I'm trying to figure out how to put this. The first scene is of them being dragged out of the cable car and being brought into this chamber. And then they're all put up to slaughter, and there's, like, this tense music. The penguin's there, yes. Yeah, the penguin's there, which I found out after the fact, weirdly. Literally, the guy who plays the penguin on Gotham filmed a cameo. That's one of the strangest things ever, but he... He and two other nameless guys have their threats, throats cut open, and it literally comes down to the wire on uh, Glenn. Glenn. And then somebody stops. Somebody stops them. Like a guy just comes in to get the shell count. Uh, yeah, Gareth, Gareth comes in. Yeah. Then, as they're about to do it again, an explosion happens. I do admit. Um... And then all of a sudden, the opening. Yeah, well, I, I like the long opening. I do admit the second fake out was a little much. I feel like they should have just had the uh, gunshots and explosions instead of having the uh, pullback of the batting the second time. But, you know, whatever. For me, it just it just ran the gun. It, it almost felt like – I almost thought it was kind of borderline parody at some point. Really? Because, because, like, for me, I think a perfect opportunity for them to cut to opening credits would have been – when the gas canister pops in from above and they all like uh, Abraham yells run and like they they were planning this attack on their captors and it all goes around. Like for me, it's just like to build to that, that second fake out just kind of ruined the whole thing for me. Really? I, I didn't feel that way at all. I like the long opening, especially since after it came back from credits, it went back in time. Yeah. No, I, I like how it kind of got you know right to it. I mean, there were the red shirts. Of course, the uh, the penguin was actually in the last season. 
Oh, he was. His, yeah, his character. He was the uh, one of the hippie guys in the, uh, the episode where Rick and Carol go to that uh, go that neighborhood. Wait, he was that husband? Yeah, he was the guy who she uh, you know relocates his arm. Well, that's weird. Yeah, and the and then the he disappears, but you see like his girlfriend's leg or whatever. Huh. That was him. Well, that's just bizarre. Now he's playing the penguin. Yeah, it's weird. Where are they now? Uh, but no, oh. I, I, I like I, like I said, I, I didn't like the uh, the second fake out, but it was a tiny thing. I, yeah, I like the tension. I like the conversation between Rick and Rick and Gareth uh, quite a bit. I like the uh, you know, the splinter thing that uh, Rick had. It was kind of kind of sitting there. He didn't know where it was going to come into play exactly or in yeah. what way. Yeah. And I like the mysterious gunshots and then going back and kind of getting everything explained when you uh, came back there. Came back in time with uh, Tyrese, Carol, and uh, Tyrese's white baby. <laughs> Which we just assume is his at this point. Uh, actually, the only thing I didn't like about this episode was uh, things with Tyrese, but we'll get to that. Well, yeah, going into further into the episode, there was kind of a weird trade-off, I felt, with the tense opening and then things just kind of being quiet and normal with... Rick, with Carol and Tyrese, even though, to its credit, that did escalate very quickly. And Incredi- I like that. Incredibly quickly, yeah. And it did lead to my favorite thing in the entire episode. One of my favorite things in a while that I've seen of The Walking Dead, even thinking about season four, is Rambo Carol. Rambo Carol was pretty goddamn awesome. Seeing her with a sniper rifle was one of the highlights. Blowing shit up, using a herd. Yeah, one of the highlights of her character so far, I think, because it was like, wow, she could, she doesn't need the group. She could just survive on her own. I felt like the culmination of like a, you know, four season story arc for. Yeah, where she's wearing like the whole smock with the guts on it and painting herself with mud. Like, I liked all that. I, what kind of bothered me though was the whole, cut back to quieter moments and I felt like that was kind of a clash in tone like I felt there have been episodes of The Walking Dead where I felt like it works better if it has an, a tone that goes throughout and it keeps escalating like maybe you'll have quieter stuff in the beginning but then everything just goes to hell like basically the mid-season finale of last season as a perfect example where you only have a couple quiet moments before the governor shows up in his tank and everything from there is a fever pitch. With this, I felt like there are too many cutbacks to Tyrese dwelling on the humanity of whether or not he can take a life, which is juxtaposition with other characters freely killing other people and even offering them up as herds to slaughter for the zombies, which it's like. It's like everyone else has accepted their role in this world, and then Tyrese is just kind of stuck in another spot. Well, first, first I'll say the cutting back and forth stuff had uh, never even crossed my mind. It was perfectly fine for me, uh, especially since you know it was extending the Terminus firefight essentially without you know being repetitive. The Tyrese storyline I was kind of confused about because I thought we already did this with Tyrese. Yeah. And came out the other side very early in season four, and it felt kind of repetitive. I just thought we were kind of past that with the character, and 
the guy who was to, Walking Dead, you know, we've we've talked about is not subtle. No. And that character's dialogue was uh not anywhere subtle. near subtle. It I mean, it was almost inhuman in the way he was talking. Well, it, whatever. It didn't help that every other line was you know, one of you two are going to die. Yeah. One of you two are going to have to die. No, you're going to have to kill me, right? Yeah. It was a little much. I mean, the, the tense moment where he gets his hands wrapped around uh, Judith's throat. Yeah, I, I actually like that. And Tyrese uh, off-screen hulking out and killing zombies with his bare hands. I have to admit, like, when I saw that scene, I was like, okay, I have no idea where this is going to go. And yeah. that's legitimately terrifying. But it's like, I don't, I don't know. It's like there were a couple – I think for me it was just – there were good moments. There were just a couple little setbacks that really bothered me and really kind of annoyed me. For, for me, it's it's pretty much just the Tyrese thing that I didn't uh, I didn't care for, and it didn't it didn't ju- it didn't bog the episode down for me. I I really love the episode itself. In the, uh, the actual, I think it's probably the best action the show's ever done, just from a directing standpoint. Like I like the I, I enjoyed the prison siege. You know, it's only about ten minutes long in that episode. Yeah, but it, it, but even then, it's not the best directed action scene. I always thought like it's cool, but it's you know it's a lot of shots, of people firing guns off off camera, and you just see a tank kind of cross the kind of you know go up the hill, and that's about it. Yeah, this they use you know with the way it was shot with you know Carol with the gun at her hip and the poncho walking among zombies, and then. Firing the gun, and then you know they were really utilizing the space of Terminus for the scene yep. and going the places. Mem- the actual members of Terminus going down a corridor, firing off, trying to defend themselves against the horde, while Rick and the others look on, preparing to attack them, was kind of a neat little moment. Yeah, yeah. And then you, yeah, then when you throw Rick and them and the other survivors in there, the crazy guy. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, it was very dynamic. It was actually probably one of the best uh, zombie scene, zombie like action scenes on film I've ever seen. Like that's probably one of the best. Uh, the Siege of Terminus is probably one of the best se- uh, sequences the show's ever produced. It's very impressive, and everything they were able to accomplish. Then it all culminates in Rick kind of pulling a move where it's like, yeah, he's being. It's kind of the dictatorship going back for a second, but. I kind of agree with him. I want to go. I want him to go back and kill all of them. Yeah, I'm gonna go do what comic book Rick did. Oh, yeah. I I do really kind of wish they. Well, I don't wish they'd gone back and did what he did, but you did at least empathize with where he was coming from, which is where I think was an improvement over a lot of scenes of Rick just being crazy from previous seasons because you didn't really empathize with him. Yeah, crazy Rick was hard to get uh, you know, on his side with. Like, yeah, you're crazy, you motherfucker. But Terminus is like, you see what the people of Terminus are doing. I like or, how, also how dark Rick went. Let him turn. <laughs> which kind of came back to bite him, but... Oh, yeah. At the same time, yeah, it's... Well, I mean, they are, I guess, keeping Gareth around as a uh, as a villain for the time being, so... Yeah. You can't have Rick go back there and kill him. Plus, he was, you know, distracted by Carol and his daughter being alive. Yeah, his daughter, that was a insanely good scene where you have them just discovering that Judith is alive. Yeah, like, I like... Not, not this whole build-up to where, oh, well, 
they don't know she's alive and they're not going to find out until like the finale or whatever. Yeah. I, I like how quiet the reunion scenes were. Weren't overwrought with dialogue or anything. Just very simple, you know. I liked all the traded glances of like recognition that, yeah. the, that the episode had because you have that with Rick and Daryl constantly looking at each other and just kind of having this secondhand uh, repertoire with each other. Just they know what they, they know what each other is thinking at this point. Yeah. And just him sharing that like arm lock type thing with Tyrese and like them just coming together as a group was really cool to see, honestly, because it's the first time we've really seen them all like even Abraham and his group just kind of all joined together. It was it was good stuff. Uh, and of course the uh, the Thanos after credit scene. Okay, well, even with my mixed feelings aside, I can never take away this episode having the single most jaw dropping reveal in Walking Dead history, which is Dark Knight Morgan. <laughs> He's gonna clear up everything. I him having a mask and a poncho. <laughs> And he has a theme, too. It has a theme. He earned a theme. That's a fascinating thing, because uh, I didn't expect them ever to use Morgan again, so. Well, it's funny, because, like, in the comics, apparently, he does join up with Rick's group later oh, yeah. on. But it's just, like, they just play him so... Oh, he's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just weird to think of that character being able to walk, let alone... <laughs> Catching up with Rick. I mean, he probably does eat his own poop. Yeah. 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 So that was cool. So the siege was pretty awesome. I, I, I didn't, I didn't really, I know the scene with Eugene was something that they probably wanted to do just because I'm sure a lot of people who don't follow the comics are asking, you know, what the fuck the cure is that Eugene keeps talking about. So I understand they had it in to do, do that and get that out of the way, but I, I wasn't a huge fan of that, but I understand its function. So, thing with Eugene was, you know, it was fine. I got the point. Yeah. But it did seem a little random. So, I'm a little confused on what exactly is up with the inhabitants of Terminus. Elsa. I, I get that the imagery invokes cannibalism. Cannibalism, yeah. I was a little bit bothered that the cannibalism was not... I, I Obviously, it's made very clear that there's cannibalism going on. Yeah. You see them dissecting somebody. You see them, you know, people hanging up like, you know, cows, essentially. Yeah. It's, it's, it's obviously made very clear what's going on without anybody actually saying it. But a little bit more would have gone a long way, I think. Yeah. But I don't, I, I don't necessarily fault this episode for that. This goes back to our problems with the uh, season finale last year. Yeah. Where I think things, well, it, things should have been made more clear there to then help build up that cliffhanger and then go forth more here. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, it's implied, and that's that's fine. It's not like it hurts anything necessarily, but I would like to have seen a little bit more. What gets me, though, is that I don't really know the story of, the, the, of what these characters are in the comics, so the I didn't know whether... They were supposed to be the actual cannibals themselves, or they took it over from the cannibals, because they did take it over from a previous group 
that were very hostile, very ugly, very mean. Oh, how how it seems to be set up in the show is that Terminus was real, and they all ran it, and then uh, a, a group they led in came and then uh, took it over and took them over, and uh, as it was made very clear in a, a very disturbing scene, uh, raped all of the women, yeah, uh, multiple times. That was that was a very uh, rough scene. And uh, from that, from that, I don't know where the jump to cannibalism went uh, went to exactly. I think it's just kind of they Mental kind break. of. I think it's just kind of them implying that you either become the cattle or you become the butcher. I think they're just trying to ride off of that, where it's more survivalist instinct that kind of went awry. Yeah. Because to be fair, I'm sure in a situation like that you would realize, oh crap, we. They probably ate all of our food supply. We don't have anything to survive off of. And uh, that, that crazy guy that Rick and company let out of the uh, let out of the uh, one train car is actually the guy we see in the flashback. As revealed by Greg Nicotero, the yeah. director of this episode. Which is interesting. So is, Greg Nicotero has been like a silent partner to every showrunner so far. Yeah. Like he's the one constant. He directed this episode and it's probably the best directed episode of the series so far. Seven pilot. Oh yeah. Well, you can't compete with Daramont. Nah, you can't. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, I think my favorite scene in the entire episode was actually the scene where Carol confronts the mother. Mary. Yeah. And it's just kind of two forces clashing and Carol is one side of it and she's the other. And it's just kind of this really tense conversation that ends up being this, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of amazing to see Carol briefly have an arch enemy. And Mary or like a got, shadow Carol, almost. Yeah, and Mary got to spew uh, sudden exposition. But it's, it's in the middle of a giant action scene, so that's going to happen. Also, but it, Carol, it, no. Carol just opening the door. Yeah. Like there was just a lot of the group letting the letting the walkers have them, or sending the walker or descending the walkers on them, like madness. I, I did find it interesting that with the uh, the flashbacks to the terminus group, was able to paint them in a sympathetic light, which I thought was interesting, instead of just making them insane cannibals. Yeah, I thought they added a, a nice extra layer of depth to them and a little bit more, you know, not necessarily moral ambiguity, but it, it's interesting to contrast, you know, this group essentially losing their minds and turning to cannibalism versus the group that we follow. It's also, but it's also weird to consider that Terminus is basically gone now. Yeah. I, I do admit probably, it's not nothing I have a problem with in the episode, but just like, we didn't really, all that kind of build up to Terminus and we don't really spend any time there. Yeah. We don't really learn that much. Obviously, we do know Gareth's coming back. Uh, oh, yeah. He's only shot on the shoulder, and he's probably going to, you know, be uh, some sort of antagonist going forward. So we'll obviously learn more about how Terminus got started and what they did and et cetera, et cetera. But, but it is kind of a shame how we didn't spend more time there. Though I also like how it just was immediate, like, just, you know, later that day they were going to slaughter all of them and eat them. Yeah. I, just... I, I, I think it just ultimately boils down to 
it kind of shares that quality with the finale of not having the money shot almost, I would say. Whereas just it's not that it needed to be made painstakingly clear, but just something besides insinuations and visual just just it, it's almost like they knew the comic book fans would get it, so that was enough for them. And the you know it spread in, it spread to every you know normal uh, non comic fan that they're cannibals. So there was no reason to do anything else than insinuate that they're cannibals, which I'm sure they'll probably go more into later when Gareth comes back. I assume. And you know a lot of things started making sense with the flashbacks and you know the stuff Mary was spewing before Carol uh, killed her, including the uh, you know we first room that they keep that's creepy and weird. That's a lot of candles. Lots of candles. I was expecting one of them to burst into flames at one point, even though that makes no scientific sense. It is a little weird of you to think that they would burst into flames. I have to admit, maybe I was just overtaken by the visual of the burning walkers. That was fucking awesome. Oddly enough, not a first for this series. No, but that was probably the best visual of that, I think. Just them uh, walking and on fire. I don't know, I still like the charred ones from last season. Well, yeah, the charred ones were awesome, but, like, them being on fire and grabbing people is fucking amazing. The gore effects, like that one zombie just eating that dude's face. Yeah. That was, like, out of or a fucking Romero that, movie. Or ripping out that one chick's throat. Yeah, that, it felt it felt like the most, like, a Romero movie with the zombie stuff in this in this episode. Yeah. And Carol weaponizing zombies was kind of incredible. I believe that this episode had one of the best cold endings I've seen in the show so far, which is just Rick going up to one of the signs and writing No Sanctuary. Yeah, great moment. And no one died. Which I've heard a lot of people, you know, say, like, you know, you can't really, you know, you can't just kill the, kill, you know, random red shirts. You know, you gotta, I'm okay with them, a main character not dying every single, like, premiere or finale. Because then you get into the thing of every time there's a premiere or finale that, you know, a main character's going to die. It becomes tiresome. You know, kill a main character when it's time. So if there was no good reason to, you know, have a guy get his brains bashed in, then, you know, there's no reason to go into that. My opinion, anyway. Unless, of course, we had... (laughs) And this is going to be ridiculous, but... We had Hedshul come back as a reanimated corpse, holding his own head, killing all the characters left and right. That's the only way I can accept. I could see that. Yeah. I say, I, did, I didn't... The, the opening thing with the baseball bat, I, I liked it as a very tense-filled scene. I thought the sound design on that was really good. And I, I like how it just came across and how fucked up everything was. You know, getting guy yeah, getting his throat slashed and blood spewing all over the place and pouring into a pig trough, essentially. I like the casualness of Gareth walking in while... You know, it, it just it really made the uh, the characters feel like you know just cattle being butchered at that point. Which that's why I'm all for a terminus spinoff show of them just eating people. Well, they are doing a separate Walking Dead show. Could be, you never know. I mean, it's not, but wouldn't that be amazing? I still expect it to be the biker gang. If only. I like how everyone's so t- uh, teed up for Nagan. They just so many people just assume that the guy in the flashback was Nagan. Well, we don't know at this point. <laughs> Well, he was. Well, he was the crazy guy, but we don't know when Nagan's going to show up. We just know he is going to show up. My God, when he does, he would have been 
uh, what's his name? Kevin Durant. Yes. Oh, would have been. So uh, for me, I I really loved the episode. I thought it was a great premiere. I, I still feel like system uh, story elements wise, I think sh- not not necessarily in this episode, but should have been set up better in the finale last year. Uh, and and I and as we've talked about, we like the finale, but yeah, I think it just boils down to those final few minutes. Kind of, it was like a sour note. Well, it was it was all the build up to get the terminus, and then we did we did think we were going to spend time at terminus. I I kind of like the idea that we didn't, and that it all just you know uh, fell apart like that, and opened with that kind of punch because now you don't know what the, what the rest of the season's going to be. Hopefully, it's something good. Hopefully, but I, I imagine it would be. But um, I I hope they find something more interesting for Tyrese to do. Other than him only killing people whenever he hulks out. Not very Tyrese's. Yeah. I, I, I don't really have the same issues with it that you did. Yeah, mine were more... I just kind of didn't hate the episode or anything. I was just kind of I left with mixed feelings. So for me, going forward, it's just more of... I'm... I don't know. It feels like I want to get a little more bang for the buck in a weird way. Because... That wasn't enough for you? My God. I I don't know. It was just somehow somehow it did kind of feel lesser to me. I don't know why. No. But going forward, we'll see what happens. Because last season did was not what I expected at all. Not what either of us expected, really. No. Not what anyone on the planet expected. I would say because last season took just turn after turn. Well, it looks like we're going to new places. Hopefully they didn't blow all their budget in just this uh, premiere. Or like you said last season on Pulping Dead, <laughs> hopefully they don't spend all their time in Georgia. Well, you just in the woods. Yeah. But we're getting uh, some new characters from the comics next episode. Yeah, we're getting, uh, what's the yeah, I don't creature's know. name? I don't remember the creature's name, but hopefully Gareth will show back up with his goons. I assume he has goons. He, his name's Gareth. Why wouldn't he have goons? Hopefully they don't talk in the same way that one dude talked. I mean, that is a supervillain name. Gareth. McGann. Yeah. Albert Kirkman knows how to name some goddamn characters. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that you didn't like the premiere. I'm sorry, too, Mike. And by that, I mean you go to hell. For this episode of The Pulping Dead, I've been Mike. I've been MB. R.I.P.T. Dog. Shane was right. Shane was right.